Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Faye. And this week we are talking about What a Girl Wants. I'm so excited. I love this movie. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, this uh, first watch for me, Shut honestly. Up! Yeah, first watch. Stop. This, this movie is a warm blanket for me. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, absolutely. First of all, I love Amanda Bynes. Okay. Amanda Bynes had an epic era. Okay, she's yep. hilarious. She's awesome. I I I will watch any one of her movies, quite frankly. It is it's fun. It's festive. We're not we're not upset about it. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a sl- I, I consider this instead of like, you know how we talk about afternoon movies? Yeah. This is like a slumber party movie for I me. I can see that. Where Absolutely. I'm like, this is slumber party energy. Like I want to put it on and eat popcorn and paint my nails and you yeah, know what I mean? Ca- I, and I don't mean this in a uh, bad way, but it, it does have a little bit of a girl power energy to it. Like, Oh, uh, absolutely. What's yeah. bad about girl power? No, I'm just saying like I don't mean, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Listen, nothing's more empowering than getting girl powered. I'll tell you that, especially when it's from a stranger in a bathroom. Um, I don't know why. That's where that happens a lot. I can't explain to you why. Okay, that's just where that goes. Yeah, down. that's the pump up zone. That's it is. The, the, the you got this, zone. girl. Absolutely. Uh, and team, if you have never seen What a Girl Wants, um, it, it yeah, uh, classic. Absolutely. We've got <laughs> we've got Amanda. But I'm just. Uh, we have Amanda Bynes. Um, she is she's seventeen. Um, she doesn't. She's she knows who her father is, but she's never met her father. She knows that he doesn't know she exists because her mother never told her. Because uh, he is a lord of some sort, like a like a British lord, and his advisors sent her away. And also told him that she was seeing someone else, and that's why she left. And then, for anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm trying to keep my opinion. Trying not to editorial. <laughs> so hard to not. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep going and say nothing about that until we get into it. <laughs> um, so uh, after her 17th birthday, she decides that uh, she is going to fly over to England to meet her father. Her father is running for election. Uh, he is running in an election. He uh, wants to be the prime minister. And um, this is kind of ruffling some feathers because he did not know she exists. Um, he is to be wed. And um, that woman obviously does not care for this arrangement. What the hell? What are you doing here? Um, and then we've got great montages. Okay, we've got great, like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm a sucker for a montage. There is more than one oh. fashion montage in this movie. Yeah. Perfection. Perfection. How many can we fit in? Okay, the soundtrack is fucking banging. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm I'm say, I think it's all it's all tens. All I want is montages. This movie is basically 50% montage. Um, which is why I think I like it so much. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, um she also has a love interest, but that's really not of any consequence. <laughs> so I, tacked on. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay, like it's really it's it, this movie is about father-daughter relationships. Yes. Um, anyway, she is to become a lady and, um, you know, she's been kind of messing it up a little bit, but then she decides she's like, I'm going to get serious for my daddy. And I don't know why I said it like that. Anyway, (laughs) Jesus Christ, I'm all over the place already. This isn't good. I haven't even had my coffee yet. Uh, Oh, oh, yeah, it's going to be one of those. Anyway, um, we get to the end of the movie here. Her mother shows up for her. Um, I don't know what it would it, like, uh, like a coming out party, which is not, it's a really, I mean, I know why it's coming out to society, but a coming out party means something else now. Well, yeah, but it's also (laughs) just kind of like, Hey, like, I don't know. It just, it's like a very old school tradition. Yeah. Like my pussy's available now. (laughs) Like that's kind of what it feels like. And then it's like, historically that is what Right, and then your father's like, and here she is. Here is the woman. <laughs> like, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, of course, at the end of the movie, uh, he breaks it off with his uh, to-be wife. De- decides he's not going to run for election, and then uh, goes back to uh, the states to go pick up Libby, his um, Amanda Bynes' mother, yeah. and and then they're a happy family again. Yep, they're making out. And that's that's 
What a girl wants. That it is what a girl wants. And listen, <laughs> I know I enjoyed this movie way fucking more than you did, and I don't give oh, a no. I don't Here, give a shit. Here is the thing. <laughs> um, I don't think this is. Uh, you've you've never watched it. Mm. You're gonna go back and be like, great A cinema. You know, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, okay. I get I get how yeah. this is a nostalgia thing, but also Rebecca, I just need to say, <laughs> thank God I watched this one first. Because I have been thinking about this since I watched it, and I'm getting more and more fired up. I'm coming <laughs> in here today. I okay, this great. I yes. was like, I am so like I I have such strong opinions about the villains in this movie I in a way that has not energy. happened to me in a Ooh. long time. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, this is just surface level, mm. like you know. We'll defend these. And then the more I thought about it, the more pissed off I got. Oh, yeah. This this was like a stewing villain for me. <laughs> like, I, it is rich in umami now, Ooh. and it is ready to be eaten. No, I okay, yes, fuck yeah. I yeah. love that energy. Oh, my God, guys. Uh, and now, before we get to uh, who we believe the villains are, because... <laughs> Because we got opinions. <laughs> we have opinions. Okay. Uh, we would like to uh, take a moment to thank our sponsor, tpublic.com, where you're going to find your next favorite tea. Yeah, absolutely. So tpublic, it's, if you haven't heard about it before, it's this amazing website where you can get um, all these great designs from all these independent artists who get independent, uh, who get independent support. No, who get support <laughs> for the independent work that they do. Um, and so many cool designs that you can get on pretty much everything. Uh, uh, T-shirts, obviously, but also phone cases, notebooks, stickers. Uh, guys, we got, we even got some of our own designs here that have been popping off a little bit. <laughs> we... <laughs> butter my, or what is it? Uh, bagel my butter? Bagel my butter and uh, not... <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me hard. It's wrong. Uh, which if you've, oh man, what a, well, I think that's a spoonerism is what uh, somebody told us. But man, I screwed up there. And now it's on merch. So what now are you going to do? Merch. Or you can even get our logo if you want. Yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we got lots of really cool designs. And if you don't find something in our store, you're going to find uh, something in somebody else's um, with uh, some amazing designs on it. And best of all, best of all, Rebecca. <laughs> Black Friday. Uh, hell yeah. Black Friday. Online Black Friday, too, which is my preference. Yes. <laughs> okay, I do not want to leave my home, guys. It's their biggest sale of the year, team. So if you want something, now is the time. Head on over to vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com to check out all of our merch and favorite designs from TeePublic. That is vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. And thank you again to TeePublic for your continued support. I, Craig, I got to lob it to you right now because like I've watched this movie a hundred times, but you were coming in so hot. I know. That I'm like, I'm, I, I want, I, I need you to go. Like just, okay. just start. I'm excited. So, so first of all, I'm going to uh, lay out, I think the villains of this movie are largely the, um, the pain, P-A-Y. and Oh, like, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Alistair played by Jonathan Price, mm -hmm. um, sort of the, the older advisor to the family. Yes. And then there's his daughter, mm -hmm. uh, Glenn. Linus, who uh, which uh, on name alone who, uh, this poor woman yeah uh, Henry Dashwood Colin Firth it's Colin Firth it's ever. Colin Firth yes um, that's who he's engaged to it's also you know his daughter and then mm -hmm. there's Clarissa Payne who is a uh, uh, Glynis's daughter yes um, soon to be uh, Colin Firth's stepdaughter and also I guess the granddaughter of Alistair so those, I think, are regarded as, like, the big three villains, right? Yes. Yeah, because they're like, oh, fuck Amanda Bynes. Uh, like, you're, uh, you don't belong here. Mm -hmm. you're, not, you're not one of us. But by God, I am, uh, I'm just, I'm, uh, <laughs> as a fiancé. Oh, wow. Got, no, she got <laughs> done so dirty. Oh my god! I thought you were saying like you are a you're like as no, as, as, a, as a member of the fiance community. As a, I was yes. like, oh okay, oh, excuse no, no. me. <laughs> we all get together. Uh, we all share notes. No, you don't think yeah. she was uh, mistreated? Oh, big time. Okay, never. Okay, she is never in the decision making process. 
Yeah. Okay. Like he doesn't check in with her. She she asks him a few times. She's like, "Can we talk about this privately, real quick?" And he's like, "Fuck off!" Like he basically yeah. just doesn't care at all. Um, clearly does not like this woman. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I'm sorry. But he doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I'm just like, oh no, like you're in a bad situation. This man, you're engaged to a man that doesn't like you. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. There's definitely sure. a lot of that. But but I I also like the the very first thing that they do to characterize her as a villain, mm. right? It's like we meet her for the first time and she goes uh she walks in the room and she goes, "Oh, honey, uh you've got to go now. You're going to be late to your speech whatever. Speech is in your left breast pocket like of your mm-hmm. suit, right?" And like that's supposed to be like, "Oh, look at her like kind of pushing him." I was like, "First of all, that's just helpful." Oh, you're, I, you're running late. Oh. I know where your shit is. Mm-hmm. Great. Yes. And then the sort of villain turn in that scene is she goes to her father, the advisor, mm-hmm. and he goes, and first of all, it's Jonathan Price. So anything he says is going to sound like a villain. <laughs> 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 he is a James Bond villain. Yeah. Uh, I think he was a James Bond villain not like three years before this movie was filmed. Um, and he goes, uh, our boy, it's like, if he doesn't screw up, he's going to be prime minister one day. And she goes, oh, yeah. Like, and it's like, oh, look at you. You're just in him. You're just about ambition. You're oh, about yeah. him. Uh, no. Yeah. She's like supporting her fiance in his chosen career goals. Yeah. Like, like Rebecca, that's, I, I came up with this analogy on the way here. That is like me. Like, we're recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. You, you go to the bathroom or whatever, and me going to our producer, Andrew or Diana, and being like, our girl, Rebecca, she continues on like this. She's going to be headlining Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I support you, buddy. Oh, yeah. I think you're talented. Ooh, I think she you can... believes in you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> because she's got a British accent. It's like, listen... Support your partner's ambitions. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, right off the bat, I was like, the, the characterization of her as a villain, uh, I, I ain't buying it. Yes. Are they snooty? Absolutely. A little bit. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. But also, that's all they... We've got, like, a long line of this. Like, it's like... This is the society that they they are have been brought up in. Mm. And there's also the conversation between Glennis and Clarissa where Clarissa's like, I thought we didn't have to keep trying so hard anymore after this. And she goes, at least until the wedding, like you've got to keep up appearances. And it's like, so so you've got this like threat of like, if they don't maintain sort of a certain air about them and a certain like status, that they basically get thrown out of society is like the threat to them, right? Yeah, and that's that'd be fucking awful. That like would forgotten be awful. by all your friends, like you know all the places you can't go anymore just because. So they're as much of a victim mm-hmm. of this like high society sort of thing as as anybody. Um, and just I mean in that conversation, fuck, I'm so fired up about <laughs> this. Um. Glynis is treated, Glynis and Clarissa are treated like shit by the staff. Yeah. Like, like they bring her cold eggs and she's like, these eggs are ice cold. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And the butler's just like, ugh, I'm sorry. If, huh? if you, have you ever eaten an ice cold fried egg? Huh? <laughs> 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 right? Like, no. And I'm sorry, if you are in a position where you have people like you have obviously a private chef mm-hmm. and you have a butler who's bringing in your food in the morning like that. Of course that's very privileged, but if they're bringing you cold food, I wouldn't tolerate that at a, a mom and pop diner. Well, I might, but I'm a bit of a, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, so it's like, and she's like, I'm going to get rid of you the second I have any authority in this household because you treat me like shit. Yeah. Like, like, ignorantly like like it's not a like here's the thing even in a diner i'd be like well look it's 9 a.m on a saturday they're fucking rammed yes someone got behind on the order the eggs got cold they brought them to me this is no if you're serving two people no way that the eggs should be cold (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. What did you, you know do, what man? I mean? Like, <laughs> no fucking way. And then later in the movie, the butler like purposely pours hot tea into Clarissa, a teenager's lap. Yeah. And it's just like, and like well, these she's people. she's a bitch. She deserves it. No, <laughs> fuck off. No, like, they don't insane. deserve this. No. Like, and and clearly, uh, Colin Firth or Henry is not intervening or telling these people like respect my fiance. Mm-hmm. He's ignoring these people and just kind of letting his staff treat them however like they want. Like he's not he's not stepping in and defending these people. They are they are suffering at his like by his negligence and like being forced into this marriage by like social convention. And 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 threatened with losing it all if they don't go through with it. Yeah, I I mean yeah, you fucking nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Alistair real quick because here's the thing with this guy. I love that they're like, okay, well, it, it's it's this big reveal at the end of the movie. They're like, oh, not only did he send her away, he also knew she was pregnant oh no and he's like of course i knew it was my job it's my job to know first of all tremendous at your job my guy awesome (laughs) a great job you did it you nailed it um secondarily now is that a thing that should have happened absolutely not okay should someone have picked up the motherfucking phone for one second in 17 years Lord. Yeah. Communicate. Okay. Communicate. I, I beg. I beg. <laughs> I plead. Communicate. He's like, oh, I didn't even know I had a daughter. It's like, can somebody... Like, when Libby... Okay, so Libby's the uh, Amanda Bynes' mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one that's like, oh, I left, and like I never looked back. She's like, you had... She, at one point, she's like, you had 17 years of chances, and it's like, neither of you... You're both fucking idiots. <laughs> Idiots! Yes. <laughs> Call each other. Ad- what the ad- fuck do you mean a full person? And and both hung up on each other for seventeen years. Seventeen years. Yeah, she's like, I've never, never ca- ma- I've, I've never caught another dick since you. What the fuck no, are you talking about no, right now? You are a hot mus- independent musician. You don't in wear New York. a bra. <laughs> you are fucking on the reg. Come on. Are come you on. kidding me? Yeah. And that's the other thing, right? Okay, so is it right to be like, he doesn't want you. Get out of here. And to tell him like she was seeing somebody else. Yeah. Not not the greatest move in the world. Not the greatest tactics. But he is absolutely right about that these two people are not meant for each other. And you can see that by how they have chosen to live their lives in the preceding 18 years. 17, 18 years or whatever yeah. it is, right? She's like, yeah, I'm going to go live above a Chinese food mm. restaurant in New York City and be an independent musician and as you said, catching dick, different dick every weekend. No shame. The movie doesn't touch on that. She absolutely. Is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the, the um, yeah. she never got married again because she was hung up on you. No, because she's doesn't want that. She doesn't want to be married. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um. And two. Um, this guy's like, yeah, I'm going to... He wants to run for the MP. He wants to run as a member of parliament. Mm-hmm. He has this idea of like, hey, fuck my uh, historical like lord title and my position in the House of Lords, which is like our Senate, right? But unelected. And uh, he's like, fuck this appointed position. Why should I get this just because like I've been born into this? I'm going to run. I'm popular. I have this sort of thing. I'm going to do this. He wanted to be this political guy. He wanted to be part of that society. It's not like everything is being, his hand is being forced by Alistair and all these other guys. It's like they wanted to live two very different lives. And Alistair was smart enough that he goes, yeah, you banged a hot chick in Morocco on vacation in your early 20s. Congratulations. <laughs> like, but you're not going to spend the rest of your lives together. And well, no, because vacation relationship is different. Yeah. It's different. The amount of times, why well, this sounds terrible. The amount of times I've done that. No, but just if you go on vacation and you meet somebody and you have a great week together, 
you go, okay, sick. That was a great week. But it's also very, very easy to have a great week because it's like we've got no responsibilities. There's no problems. There's no stresses. Of course, you're like the coolest person I've ever met because we are in the chillest spot we could be in and right now. you don't now. have your day-to-day yes. thing. You don't have a daily, you don't get like, oh, you're really miserable when you get up in the morning, you know, or or some mm. normal relationship thing that you discover because, of course, you're not going to be miserable in the morning when you wake up to Eggs Benedict and a, you know, a tropical, I don't know. <laughs> I like- a Moroccan orange, I guess, is what Morocco is famous for. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I think it's so fucking easy to be chill on. And the second they get back, also, uh, no offense to either of you, but you know who doesn't go together? Two people that think the silent treatment is what should be happening. Yes. Oh, from the start. Yeah, the fact that- I'm like, you guys aren't good at community. Like 17 years of the silence treatment is like, so from, from the beginning, you realize- there was inherent structural problems in the relationship which would have made it never work out. Dude, I'm telling you, like, I have dated uh, even some of the worst people I've dated. I would still pick up the phone and be like, just for closure. Like, this is the love of their lives. Just a little closure. Just like, uh... Like, they're supposedly, I love this man more than anything. And, and he writes me a letter, not in his own handwriting, uh, which you haven't been dating long enough to know anyway, but like, and Just is like- a little well, follow-up. I need the reasons, man, or, or I'm seeing, from his perspective, I'm seeing somebody else. What do you mean? When did you have time to see somebody else? Yes! <laughs> We've been I've banging been, so much. Uh, yeah, uh, we literally got m- married, quote unquote yeah. married, in Morocco. I flew you home to my estate my parents disliked you and then you fucked up. Like, like, oh my God, yes. And let me just say, like from a personal note, is like, rela- like there's been like a couple relationships that haven't worked out for me. Like, no, like they stop, didn't- <laughs> you stop. <laughs> no, like even that didn't ever get going, let's put it that way, right? Okay. Where you're like, what is going on here? Mm, okay. Like, why are you acting like this, but mm. nothing, you know, like, so you're hung up on this person and then they're like, they, you know, come back to you and you're like, but... You know, it's it's kind of like this, like, will they or won't they thing the whole time, and nobody, and then you go like, oh, that really, really got in under my skin at the time, and then you look back, and you're like, in retrospect, we weren't communicating at all, right? Even if we did get together, we we would have had this horrible lack of communication and understanding as a basis for the relationship. And you're like, oh, right. That never would have worked in the first place. Oh, buddy, if I'm pushing a full human out of my fucking vagina, you're getting a phone call. Yeah. You're getting a phone call. I'm at least calling you and calling you a son of a bitch. Okay, you're a part of this. What? It's absolute lunacy that her mom's just like, no, he's he's, he's gonna break your heart like he broke my heart. And it's like, First of all, I don't, I'm sorry. I just don't think that's up to you. <laughs> no, no, 100%. <laughs> that's not up to you, okay? She should be able to decide if she wants to go see her father. Oh, phones exist. They exist. Yes. And, and, I could understand if this was a universe of like, okay, so like, we're just going to drop you in here, okay? Um... Alexander Graham Bell, he just didn't exist in this universe. There are no such things as phones. Uh, Yeah, you you literally have to go to the UK on a ship. It'll take you three months. Absolutely. There's a time period. I could buy this, okay? Yeah. Not not this. Not this. Not her showing up and pointing at a TV being like, Daddy? It's, yes. It's. (laughs) One, it's so fucked that she knows who he is and is forbidden to see him or talk to him. Like, it's crazy. like crazy. Like, if you're like, I never told you who your father was because I didn't want to hurt you. That's like kind of a different level. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the betrayal of actually I knew the whole time who your father was or I'd been lying about who your father was. But just like to paint this fairy tale story of your dad is a handsome and wonderful British lord in the UK but you can't ever talk. Like, this girl grew up fantasizing about, like, maybe daddy will come to my birthday. Yes, she's like, you- if I'm good enough, if I if I was good enough, mm. and I'm like, okay, so that's crazy that your mom let you, like, live in this state. Like, unless... Um- As- 
Especially I'm, because you know he doesn't know about you. Yes. You, there's no such thing as good enough. You do not exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. So it, it, one, it's not um, Libby's decision whether or not the it should not be her decision whether or not the father um, has a role in her life. Right. Like that's a decision he needs to make. Um, and second of all, you're not doing the only thing that you are helping her with by like denying her access to her father is ensuring that when she gets to college, she is going to be dynamite in the sack. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> Am I wrong? Holy <laughs> Just smokes. like some, da- some to, huge to daddy issues. Yeah. Huge <laughs> daddy issues you're giving her. Um, but speaking of the birth. Oh my God. Okay. Cause we <laughs> need like speaking of what? Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause we, we, we touched on it for a little bit. Um, Rebecca, absolutely. Do you know that I did a deep dive onto New York City and New York State birth certificates for this? Because you're so funny. Okay, oh, please. Because she shows up, right? And yep. the big, the big evidence that she has, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Amanda Bynes, that she is Colin Firth's daughter, is she's like one. I have a picture of you and my mother together. The mother could have just given her that no one is denying that they knew each other back in the past right great (laughs) um so proves proves nothing it proves that your mother is a woman that i knew once Mm -hmm. great um the other piece of evidence she has is a birth certificate with his name on it as a father now, here's where the birth certificate deep dive comes in handy. Glynis, Glynis even says, it's just a name on a paper. It doesn't prove anything. She is absolutely right. Ah, Let yeah. Let me tell you. So, so two big issues come up with the name on the birth certificate. So this is directly from the New York uh, state government, newyork.gov or whatever it is. Um, So an acknowledgement of parentage is a document that unmarried parents must both sign uh, voluntarily to establish a child's legal father slash parent. So if uh, he's not present, he doesn't know about her, no way that he could have voluntarily signed that, right? Or that his name would be on the birth certificate. Mm. Number two, married parents... Uh, regardless of sex, have the right to have both their names on their child's birth certificate. Some hospitals require proof of marriage. Check with the hospital to find out if you need to bring a copy of your marriage license with you. The implication of that is if his name is on the birth certificate, that means that the state of New York, where she was born, uh, believes that she is legally married uh, that that Libby is legally married to this man, that their quote-unquote oh, Bedouin Moroccan yeah. marriage that they had is official legally binding, at least in the state of New York, <laughs> which massively affects his plans to be married in six weeks. Jeez. He is already married and uh, has not yeah. mentioned this to his fiance. No. He is, of course, Glynis is going to be pissed off about this. Well, yeah, she wants to look into it, which, uh, yes. Fair. Yeah. Yes. 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 Look, just take a minute. Take a breath. A paternity test, at least. Mm-hmm. Because either, one, the name has been forged and you're not actually the parent. She's just lied about it the whole life because maybe, you know, I'm just throwing this out here. Maybe a, a British prince or lord is a better story than whoever the real father is. Oh, yeah. Right? Maybe that's the thing. Two, maybe it is a scam. Like they say right there, they're like, they've been, the paparazzi has been trying to get dirt on this guy forever. And they're like, his big thing is like, there's no scandal. I'm not a mm-hmm. bad dude or anything. Um, so, like, clearly people are trying to, like, get in on his thing as he's coming up in, like, the public eye. So this is absolutely a scam that someone would... You would, would you should at least play. give it a second glance. Yeah, and he doesn't. Yeah. He's like, but she has my eyes. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no, she doesn't! <laughs> 
Also, yeah, I mean, every time somebody says they have, I'm like, eyes, that seems like, I'm like, if it's like a nose or something, I'm like, Val, like, there are like family noses, you know what I mean? It's like, she has my eyes. What, blue? Like, what do you... What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. She has my British teeth. Um. (laughs) I... mm. Okay. Also, do you... I feel like at the end of this movie, uh, our villains get get dogged in, in in such a dirty way. Oh my god! First of all, the fact that this guy, after this entire campaign, okay, wasted people's time, money, efforts, okay, like Alistair could be advising someone else, okay. He's obviously very politically driven, okay. Wants to have status, wants to be, you know, you know what I mean? Wants to be seen high up in society, okay? I mean, that's not for me, but whatever, to each their he's own. He's an ambitious man, and he's good at what he does. He's an ambitious man, he's good at what he hitched his fucking wagon to this man. And then at the last minute, he's like, actually, fuck all y'all. By the way, you're dumped, and I'm going to punch your dad. Boom! <laughs> you know, that's how this movie ends. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then it's like, oh, isn't this funny? The evil stepsister gets married and he cheats on her. And I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. Come on, man. Can't she just be with the bad man? Yeah, they got exactly what they want. Like it's yes. and 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 Alistair is like they they throw him under like not under the bus. They literally throw him on the bus because they're like, oh, and he was forced to take a job doing like bus tours of London, like being a tour guide. Absolutely, he would not. No, no, in no world. This is this man is a high operating political. That's like guy. Libby's retelling of it. She's yeah. like, and also, <laughs> unless he wanted to, unless he's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to be in politics anymore because yeah. I got dogged pretty hard and punched by a guy. So actually, my kind of uh, my kind of hobby is like London history. So I'm gonna go get a job just doing this because I like it, and I'm like seven year old, seventy years old, and I'm gonna just be retired now and do bus tours. You know, like, but in no way is this man. First of all. He's never going to be poor enough that he needs to take a ride being a, a tour guide because he's been working for this family for 20 years. Yeah. He's, Retire, bud. <laughs> he's going to be retired. He's going to find somebody else's campaign to advise, like, whatever. Um, yeah. they the, the And the fact that he gets punched, it's like, well, oh, maybe he should. It, but... It, Colin Farrell also starts just acting like a fucking maniac. Call, who? Colin, did, did I say Colin Farrell? Yeah. Colin Firth. Firth Farrell. <laughs> They're both Collins. Uh, much different movie if it's Colin Farrell. I, oh, yo. <laughs> I, I'd watch it. Yeah, I would too. Hundy P, I'd watch that. Uh, the leather pants would make a little more sense, I think. <laughs> They would actually. <laughs> Fuck. Nothing hates Colin Firth. Colin Henry Firth's a good looking is man. such a shit partner. Mm-hmm. He's pure garbage. Okay. Firstly, the fact that he doesn't, he never calls. Okay. He never just calls this woman that he's married. Like, uh, just a little follow up. Secondarily, upon his second relationship that we view, okay, as an audience, he is constantly, I just have to say, ignoring this woman's presence. It's like, I know they try to give this thing where it's like, oh, you know, but she's really, she's overbearing. She's controlling. No, she's not. Okay, she's like, hey, you have an event. We gotta go. Okay. Hey, she can catch up later. Or, um, like, Oh, you can't eat the fruity pebble. No, the chocolate pebbles, the cocoa pebbles for breakfast every morning. You have to eat healthy cereal. I'm sorry, you're a 40-year-old man. You, you Probably. Buddy, you Probably. need fiber in your diet. You need <laughs> fiber. She's like, listen, I have to follow you in the bathroom, and this is enough. You need to, yeah. This is enough. For now, your health, man. Now, I will say, in my opinion, the craziest scene for this is when Libby shows up to the ball, okay? Because... The, there's okay. First of all, there's this like moment where it's like, oh wow, they've never lost any attraction for each other, which 
is insane. Um, because honestly, I will say this. At this point, 17 years later, you don't know each other anymore. No, no. You just don't. Or you're both the most one-dimensional people and yuck. Okay, just across the board. If you have had 17 years in between you, like this, like, I hope I am such a fucking different person 17 years from now. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I always say- Evolving, changing, becoming different. If you like the person you were five years ago, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah, keep fucking moving, dude, so you don't know each other. So then she shows up and um, Amanda Bynes is like, like literally his fiance is like, oh my God. Like, first of all, he doesn't introduce her. Okay. Ignores that she's even there as soon as Libby walks in the room. She then tries to elegantly and gracefully insert herself into the conversation, introduces herself, says we have to find, oh my God, she looks so lovely. We have to find her a partner. And and Amanda Bynes is literally like, well, I think he's already found one. And then they walk off together like like he's not engaged to the woman that he's standing beside. Yeah. It was an insane scene. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's now, like- okay, I will say it is then followed with one of the most unhinged things any character does in this movie, which is lock a 17-year-old in a room. <laughs> yes. You gotta give you gotta give it up for that. That is <laughs> fucked. Okay, I will not it's defend a that. Fucked up. It is fucked. Okay. Also, yes. because like I just, buddy, like getting locked in a place. Like I, I don't care how big the room is. I'm gonna vomit. I'm gonna vomit. I, yeah, I, I get me a, out of here. Get yeah. me out of here. No, I can't. Well, thankfully, uh, they don't. I think that is the only locked door in this entire movie. Um, which I found very funny is like Amanda Bynes sneaking into places is so fucking easy. Like she goes Dude, to the that's front so gate. So funny! I didn't even clock that. You're like, this is the only locked door in the whole story. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. So, yeah. <laughs> just to recap, when she first shows up at his house un- uninvited, she meets a police officer or guard mm. at the front gate, and she's like, "He's like, can I help you?" And she's like, "No, you can't." goes hops the fence and gets in there right away. Like, okay, these guards aren't watching people for people hopping the fence. No fucking way. Like, yes. like we're security experts and we've never thought of somebody hopping a fence to get in here. Insane. Uh, and then the second one is like, she shows up late to the fashion show and they're like, sorry, it's already closed. You can't get in. And then she just goes to a side door and gets in right away. <laughs> That's just like so funny, bro. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is so true. Just gets into places with no problem whatsoever. Like, like, um, do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) Barely an inconvenience. Yeah, it's like here's a beat. How is this going to be solved? Immediately is how it's going to be solved. Well, that's what I love about an Amanda Bynes movie. Is there is always a lot of what I like to call shenanigans. Oh, this is a shenanigan movie, buddy. I a lot. I would say 90% of Amanda Bynes' movies are shenanigans, okay? And that's what I like about it, okay? Wrap me up in a warm shenanigans blanket. I love it. I will, I never even clocked. Like, obviously, like, I'm like, okay, she hopped up, that's so funny, but it's like, yeah, I didn't even clock that you're like, yeah, that's so true. Not one door in this cinematic universe is locked. Yeah, except for that one. (laughs) Like, I guarantee she could have gone to another door in that room and gotten out and just walked around and gotten right back in. Like, wow, I can't, Um, I don't know what I was freaking out about. (laughs) And speaking of shenanigans, I need to point this out because there is a, uh, there's a a poor movie trope where um, in order to make your female lead uh, not like one of the other girls and more acceptable, they make her fall down. Um, Oh, yeah. She stumbles and falls down. I counted how many times women fall down in this movie. And do you want to know how many there is? I don't know if I want to know, but yes. Yes, please tell me. <laughs> so women in general, 8.5. Uh, I'm given like half of a fall in I, one. I'm like, what's the half? <laughs> the half is, um, so I can run down them. So uh, <laughs> this, this is it. Number one, uh, the uh, um, Libby rolls down the hill in Morocco. Yep. Okay, gets saved. Uh, number two, uh, she trips over the groom's leg at the beginning of the movie and falls yeah. uh, when he's drunk under the table. Number three, climbing over the wall. Uh, number four, she falls during the fashion show. 
True. Um, I was literally counting down to the point where she fell. <laughs> that was like, so I literally funny. wrote in my notes, notes, oh, she's on stage now. Trigger fall in five, four, three, <laughs> two. <laughs> it happened exactly. Okay. Uh, she falls down when she's shooting the gun with grandma. Uh, they're shooting oh, yeah. skeet. She gets yep. knocked over. 5.5 um, 5 is um, at the, the first party she goes to. She stumbles as she goes down the stairs. Okay. She doesn't fall, but she stumbles. Yep. Um, so that's the point 0.5. I'm not sure if you want to count that or not. Um, number six and seven both happen while she's in the boat learning how to balance properly to be a lady. Number one, she falls into the boat. Number two, she falls well, that's into just, the water. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. But that's six and seven. You've you <laughs> got to count those. And number eight, um, they, when she gets on the motorcycle with her dad, they knock a woman into a <laughs> That's so fucking funny. So I did the math on this. Um, a woman falls down on average every 12 to 13 minutes in this movie. And Amanda Bynes herself falls down about every 16 minutes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my it's, God, dude. I didn't even. Cl- I'm oh like, yeah, oh, no, I, we're having fun. At <laughs> like, a certain point, I was like, this is excessive. <laughs> I started keeping I went back and I was like, and I may have even missed some because I wasn't watching with like full. Yeah. You know, they tend to blend into the background after a certain point. That's so fucking funny, dude. I at no, but also I think it's because I've watched this movie so much and I had watched it a lot growing up. I just have like blinders on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, course. I don't know any of this. Let it, let it ride, ladies. We love it. We won't love to watch a woman fall down. I will say this. Um, I think one of the worst choices I think I've ever heard is deciding to go to a garden party over the strokes. I was like, Ugh. not in, in like 2000 stroke. You know in what I mean? In the UK. Like in the UK. Are you insane? Fucking get it. Cancel. What are you talking about? When she's like, yeah. oh no, I've got to go out and party now. I'm like, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. Yeah. It's not that serious. You're hurting my heart. Go to the strokes. I can't. Yeah, that, that's the right call to make. Oh, God. And but, I'm sorry. There's, there's no way that relationship is lasting. I. Oh, between her and. I the, forgot. Cause like we got to the end of so the movie. It's so tacked on. I. Okay. So like the whole plot line is that, you know, he's a, he's a musician. He also happens to work at every event she goes is to. Is there only one musician in the UK? <laughs> <laughs> who also does like the fucking valet and everything else. She's just like, we need a reason what for a, him what to What are my here? other jobs? And then at the very end of the movie, because I completely forgot they do this. This makes me laugh so fucking hard. Because Henry is like, I also brought you a treat. I brought you a surprise. A teenage boy. First of all, no father would ever do. No father. Yeah, hey, can I borrow your teenage boy to fly to America to give him to a girl as a surprise? Weird. It's, I, I just don't think a man would do this. Also, what happens? Does this kid live here? What's going on? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, what's, mind you, I guess they go back yeah, to, yeah. they go back to England, but still, I'm like, this is a weird vibe. I think, I think if you're going to bring me a person, call ahead. Like, hey, do you still like this boy? Or are you seeing or, somebody else? Or were you like, yeah, because I'm a 17-year-old. Yes. I maybe have, wow. I maybe had a, I've got more than one thing on the go right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my summertime UK fling. And uh, unlike you, mom and dad, I'm not going to make this a whole like lifetime thing. Yeah. Um, also, I found it so funny that they sh- the big romantic thing at the end of the movie is he shows up, but shows up to a wedding that they're working. Like, he, and then they're she, like, we're all going to start dancing now like, because it's our moment. <laughs> this is somebody else's wedding. You're crashing. Yes! Cause that was like the only way that they could get it to be like a fancy thing. I just, <laughs> dude, you just yeah. got to turn that little part of your brain off. I when know. you're watching this, I you know. just got to like, shut it fine. down. It's romantic. It's, it's good. fine. <laughs> I, I do want to defend Clarissa as well. Oh, yeah, get it, get it. Because one thing that the movie doesn't analyze well is that she also does not have a father. And she is hoping Mm. that Henry is going to be a father figure to her. 
And she is actually quite invested in that. Like, the big betrayal is, like, oh, um, like, he ends up dancing with her at um, uh, Amanda Bynes, like, coming out party because she's locked in the room. And he's like, oh, it's our, it's the dance. I guess I'll dance with this daughter instead of the other one. Okay, it's a live band. You can, like, hold it and be like, we can't find her. Hold on one second. But second of all, he ends up dancing yeah, with her. Yeah, that's so... He's such a putz. I know. There's so many moments where this guy's such a putz. But he, she wants to be his daughter. She has... She's like, great. Now I get this coming out party and I get this. And then somebody else shows up last minute, doesn't follow any of the rules or know your customs or anything like that, and is sort of, in a large sense, replacing you in his life. You know, like that's a real fucking hard pill to swallow for like a 17, 18 year old, you know? Yeah. Right. Also, what a big surprise having somebody just show up and fuck up all your plans. Yeah. All the like siblings are hard enough. Step siblings, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, are like a little bit more of an adjustment. And a a sudden last minute seven teenaged step sibling who you haven't spent any time is, and it's like, they're living with us now and and we've got to help them fit in. Like, that's a, of course you're not going to like that girl. No. Although I don't particularly like her either. <laughs> no, but like the other thing is she's a teenager, right? Like, yeah. you, like you, like Glennis's behavior is one thing. A teenage stepdaughter is kind of another. Mm. And the fact that like, like the the big the the big things she do does are all fashion related. Yeah, she sort of tells her show up at this party just wearing something casual, whatever. And Amanda Bynes shows up massively underdressed. First of all, that's that's on you as a parent to one uh, give the what the expectation is. But by the way, this is like a fancy party. You know, yeah. Dress this way for this, especially if she has no experience with it. Not to leave without her, you know. Mm. Um, Although, okay, I wanna, I wanna defend Glennis just one more time. Okay. Because I, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just describe something for you, and you can tell me who it applies to. This movie is about a woman desperately fighting for her father's love, affection, and approval. <laughs> Who does that oh, describe? <laughs> it's she Glynis. just wants her dad's love. And it also applies to Clarissa. Yes. Okay. And I want to say just one. Okay. Sorry. I'm just trying to wrap up all my final, final ideas. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to say about Henry is, okay, I have this Deep problem. First of all, like, I hate, like, kings, queens, lords, fuck them all. Okay, fuck that shit. That's insane. Hit him being like, oh, yeah, like, it's a, you know, I shouldn't have this political seat. Absolutely, you should not. Okay, you're right. Okay, it should be all elections, all this kind of stuff. But what I will say is that if you're, if that's your idea and what you want to do, um, I think it's actually really selfish to kind of just go, oh, no, I'm just stepping away from fucking everything. And it's like, no, dude, you have all this money and this power. You could actually do something yeah. good with this. Yes. And you are refusing to because you're like, because I want to wear leather pants, man. You don't understand me. <laughs> like Midlife crisis. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! So I'm I I don't know. I just think that in You're my right. opinion is very like incredibly selfish there, move. There is a moral obligation to correct historical wrongs here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, he wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. It is not like he was being forced into this role, and he just screws over a whole bunch of people by like being like some things are more important. I'm sorry. If you're a forty-something-year-old man. You, you don't have to choose at this point, right? You can be a father to your daughter and have a career. In fact, you sort of need to. Most people need to, you know? Hell yeah. Like most, most men cannot just be like, no, I'm going to quit my job because I need to be a full-time dad to a girl I've been absent. Like 
No, you need to keep your job and be a father, right? Like it's or just give some of your money. Do something. Do something. Do there's something. A, there's a third option here that is so that is just not being missed, or it has been missed, and it's it's infuriating. Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah, we're I'm ready. I'm still fired up. <laughs> I can't believe I maintained it the whole episode. I'm so angry. <laughs> I just I can't get over that you counted the amount of falls. That's oh, so yeah. fucking funny. Um, okay, so I have the I have the what a girl wants scale, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, so from uh, breakfast for dinner to uh, a father's love, hmm. I am going to give uh, these women the perfect spanks. Okay, there is nothing wrong with wanting to look good. Yeah. There we go. I just love that you were like breakfast for dinner. <laughs> Who doesn't want? I mean, yeah, you're what right. What girl doesn't want breakfast for it dinner? Just, it almost flew like under my radar. And I was like, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> breakfast for dinner, man. Love it. Eggs, bacon, pancakes, get it done. All right. So I, uh, um, for this one, I did the, uh, this is what I'm calling the, uh, the caveman scale. And you'll see why in a minute. So, uh, on a scale of funny girl fall down. <laughs> All the way to girl fall down funny. <laughs> I am going to give Glennis, the stepmother, a fall down girl funny. <laughs> oh my God, Craig. Like That's the only thing I could think of. When you told me there's no way we have the same scales. I don't think you've ever been more correct yeah, than today. No. Holy because fuck. Because the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, girl falls down no. funny. <laughs> You're killing me, man. I can't. Funny girl fall Hold down. down. <laughs> fall down girl funny. <laughs> Any oh combination God. and permutation. No, it's perfect. Time. It's Every perfect. Time. I love it. Uh. <laughs> uh, guys, and before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, as always, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. If you would like to follow us, um, you can follow us at Villain Was Right on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, if you would like to email us, you can email us at Villain Was Right, or sorry, Villain Was Right at gmail.com. We're also on uh, Twitter at uh, VWR Podcast and on Facebook. Uh, you know, just type in our name. We're there. Yeah. And if you have a couple of bucks. Yeah, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash the villain was right, uh, where uh, you get uh, great little benefits and rewards for supporting the artists that you love. And hopefully that's us. And it's uh, every month, uh, basically, you're going to get two bonus episodes at our highest tier. So uh, Rebecca has been tearing me to pieces <laughs> with terrible movies. Uh, <laughs> This month we covered, uh, I chose the TV show The Bear, and Rebecca, as revenge for that stressful thing, has uh, chosen Battlefield Earth. And That's whoa, right. What a sweet revenge it was, Rebecca. <laughs> what a sweet revenge. Success. Uh, so if you want to get access to that and uh, all, over 100 other bonus episodes, uh, where we're a little looser, have a little more fun, uh, maybe talk about some stuff where the villain wasn't right. Uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash the villain was right. Find a tier that's right for you. And uh, thank you to everyone who already supports us. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you got, Rebecca? I've got a hero this week. I've got a hero, and that hero is vitamin D. Get it in here. Okay, I swear to God, team, this is just like literally a... I don't know, a PSA. I don't know what to call it. I was feeling so bad, especially, I think, especially if you live in Canada or like a place where like the sun's just going down super fucking early. The weather changed so drastically, so fast. I had like two weeks in a row where I was like, I literally feel like I don't recognize myself. I feel bad. I feel so awful all the time. And my roommate was like, you just, she, she's actually like, she got tested. She's vitamin D deficient. But she's like, you know what? I think you should just take more than you think you should. Because, you know, you're supposed to take one a day. Yeah. And I'm like, and I was popping one a day, whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start taking like two or three a day. Jesus Christ. It took, I, I would say, maybe like one week. And I'm like, I'm back to, I'm back in business, baby. Yeah. We're, we're humming along. We're doing it. We're doing it. Just needed to get that D in me, you know? Love it. <laughs> just needed to get <laughs> That's actually... A slogan uh, for in 
like Northern Canada. There's like, it, yeah, there's like really? posters you can look at. It's like, you got to get the D. You got to get the, the D. D. You and it's got to like, get it. Yeah. It's like they didn't, they either didn't realize or they did. Oh, no, know? they super duper yeah. realized. There's um, no way they didn't realize. Anyway, that's it for me, team. Like literally just if you're feeling like that, just try it. I'm not saying it's 100% going to work, but it's not going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Try it out. See what happens. It worked for me. Holy fuck. It's so funny because I know your roommate as well, Alexa. Yeah. And like I was hanging out with her on Thursday and she told me that. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have been feeling a little like low energy. Everyone I've talked to has been feeling this way. That's what I'm saying. And I just, just started like the fucking. The season has boom, turned and boom, you're right. Boom. Yeah. I'm just putting it. In, that and like I've been eating a bit more protein. Just yeah. like. Yeah, and it's so funny that this is at least the second time that vitamin D has been a hero of the week on this podcast. Listen, we're Canadian. We are Canadian. And we never learn our lessons. No. We learn the same lesson every every year. Every year I'm like, why do I feel like a fucking troll? And it's like, because you're living like one, man. You got to crawl out of the hole. What are you doing? Yeah, 100%. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway. Kicking it to you, Craig. Yeah. What do you got for uh, us? So uh, I had a really fun experience with, like, I think you're, um, so I, I was doing a road trip with this uh, great comic, Hershon, uh, who is. Uh, I love Hershon. He's a little bit younger than me. And uh, he was telling me this. We're driving back from this gig. And uh, he's telling me this story about how he screwed up because he went to go do a joke about Blink-182. I think it was a show you were on. Buddy, right? yes, I was there. It was so Fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, so so he went to go tell a joke about Blink-182 for like an all-white audience. Which if, valid, valid. valid. His, great, his, great yeah. intuition but on that. did not know anything about Blink-182, so he just, um, goo- like he like went to like Siri play um, Blink-182, yeah. and it just so happened that that was the day that Blink-182 released their new song, like a new song for the first time in like five years. Yes. Uh, with the original lineup and everything. So he was making jokes. He's, he's telling me he's making jokes about this song. That no one's ever no heard. No one's ever heard. I'm standing in the like back the of this one room song. Yeah. going like, what What do you mean? I don't even know what this song is. Yeah. Like, I'm just. Literally I'm released that day. Losing it at the back. Because yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So this had to be like. Maybe four or five days later, like because I, I think your, your gig with him was like on a weekend, and yes. like mine was like the Tuesday, Wednesday, or something like that. And he did very well on the show. Yeah, by yeah, the way. yeah. He, yeah, he had a great set. He's very funny, <laughs> and like he was telling me the story. So he, anyway, he follows it up with like, so I've been getting really like Blink Roddy Two is pretty interesting, like pretty good. Like I was surprised, like I've been getting into it a little bit, and I was like, oh. Because, like, normally when I'm driving to a gig, I'm like, I I like the music I like, mm-hmm. but I will often defer to other people and, like, play what you want to play. Because, like, I don't think I have great taste in music, but I like what I like. And mine's, like, an eclectic mix of, like, show tunes to, like... Offspring. Offspring, <laughs> pop punk to, like, you know, whatever it is. So he's like, he's like, yeah, so they're pretty good. I was like, well, do you want to... He's like, you read my mind, man. So we start putting on... <laughs> So we put on Blink-182 playlist. We're like barreling down the 401. And I'm just like, I just start feeling the speed creep up. I'm like, this this music is getting me going. And he's like, and, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, like the best is damn it. And he's like, damn it. He's like, yeah, like, you know, the drums on this. I think the drums got better on their next album. I was like, well, that's because they replaced the drummer. Like, oh! like, like uh, <laughs> Travis Parker wasn't the drummer on their fr- on Dude Ranch. Like they replaced him and it was like kind of like they maybe done him dirty. And Hershon's like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. So when they came out with like, what's my age again? And it's like, that was the real band. And then like, I just start getting into the whole history. And I was like, yeah. And then Tom DeLonge laughed with Travis. Travis Barker and did Angels and Airwaves, so it was like Blink One Eighty Two, but without uh, without Tom Hoppus or sorry Mark Hoppus, right? And I was like, and then uh, they kicked him out of the band because he was just like fucking crazy about like aliens and that sort of shit. So they did an album without <laughs> Tom DeLonge, where they got another guy from like uh, this other punk band. So they did a whole album without him. And so at that point, like you know, uh, Mark Hoppus is the only original member of the band and I'm just going off and like our speed is just creeping up and up and I'm like oh man I am 
a fucking maniac when you I was like I know way too much about Blink 182 and I just like unloaded lo- unloaded on this guy I was like this song like first date they wrote on a dare because they were mad at a record executive who asked them to do more uh more like pop punk like oh, original rock show Oh is that rock show Isn't it rock show Oh it's either rock show or first date maybe I got it wrong but they were like whatever we'll write yeah. this like we'll write this like bullshit song mm-hmm. They wrote it in like 30 minutes. It was a huge hit. <laughs> and I'm like telling them all this. And it's just like, I was like, oh, man, I got, I just have Blink-182 to unload on you. We got back to Toronto in record time, let me tell you. There you go. Yeah, so that's my hero of the week. That's Blink-182. Blink-182. That's so funny. Oh, guys, as always, um, if you would like to follow me, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Yeah, and you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and uh, probably Twitter. Um, and uh, guys, if you want to check me out, I will actually be headlining uh, in Toronto at Absolute Comedy here uh, November 28th to December 3rd. So if you're in town, uh, get some tickets. Come check that out. Love to see you there. And uh, that does it for us this week on The Villain Was Right. Uh, stay tuned next week where we're, we're wrapping up Cozy Month with cozy. Another, another fun little um, romantic comedy. It could happen to you with uh, Nicolas Cage and Bridget Fonda. Uh, a little fun one, so check that out. And until then, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to always get a paternity test. <laughs> The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.